This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Alrighty, welcome to another edition here of Reinvention Radio, live inside of Club Pod. Oh man, super excited today as we celebrate the top 50 dads in podcasting, and actually as we celebrate all the dads in podcasting who want to join us here. So we're going to have a rocking good time, and I am super excited to announce that we just released our 2021 Top 50 Dads in Podcasting feature in Podcast Magazine. And super excited to be joined by some of the folks who were featured in that Top 50 list. Howie Mandel was the number one dad in podcasting. Already talking to his team. He'll be here as soon as he can. Patrick is here hanging out. Patrick, so good to see you on that list, man. Hey, I'm glad too. <laughs> I'm glad too, right? And, uh, and of course, Perez Hilton... The man who needs no introduction, number five on that list. Perez, how you doing, man? Good, good. Happy to be here. Yeah, well, really happy to have you here. And we are joined by Shay Watson. Uh, let's see, Alec Lace is hanging out with us. Alec, if you had given me a follow, man, I could have added you already. you got to follow me on this Clubhouse thing so I can add you to the uh, to the list here. Tim Winders is here. Eric Nevins. Really, really great having so many of you guys here hanging out with us. We're going to make this an open forum. We're just going to have some fun. We're going to celebrate the top dads in podcasting. And if you were either in the uh, the 2020 feature, so you were featured last year as one of the top 50 dads in podcasting, raise your hand. We'd love to bring you up here on stage if you were featured in the brand new released feature that we just dropped yesterday. Uh, raise your hand and let us know uh, if you're here in the room as well, because we want to make sure we bring as many of you guys up as possible. So if you are here and you're raising your hand and I don't bring you up, um, don't take it personally. Like I said, we'll get to as many people as uh, as we can. But uh, first and foremost, let me, because Perez, I know you have uh, a limited amount of time with us hanging out here today. So I just wanted to give you the opportunity to say hello to everyone. And uh, and also, for those of you who haven't had a chance to really get to know Perez, we um, really try to go deep. And if you're not familiar with the magazine, in Podcast Magazine, what we really do try to do is go beyond the microphone and deeper into the lives of the podcasters whose voices you hear, but you may not really know who they are because oftentimes on the shows, they don't have an opportunity to really talk about who they are and and, and what their life is about, so to speak. And so for Perez, uh, man, I got to tell you, it was just really an, uh, an awesome opportunity to get to know you and to be able to sit down with you. And so let me let me ask you this. You you actually were pretty taken aback by the feature. No, I mean I know you get featured in a lot of different publications. What what was your initial thought as you as you read through the uh the, the feature there, man? I just thought it was very thorough. So thank you for all the pages. That was wonderful. <laughs> and I sent it to my mother and she was very happy, but then she sent me a text to correct me Uh-oh. and let me Uh-oh. know that my dad was actually, I was actually 14 when my dad passed away, not 15. Mm. Um, so, you know, I was like, all right, whatever. I don't, I didn't remember how old I was. I, I knew it was around then 14 or 15. And um, even more to what I was saying that, you know, when you're just 14 years old and you experience a loss like 
that of a parent that's sudden. Um, you don't have the emotional or, or mental maturity or the tools to really process something like that. Um, but yeah, no, it was great to be featured. I, I love my podcast. I love the world of podcasting. I've been doing my podcast now for six years. And we finally, after a long time, um, launched our podcast on video, kind of lo-fi, you know, nothing too fancy, just a recording of our podcast. But, you know, I'm happy for that because I've been saying this for the longest time, you know, there are some people who are just YouTube people mm. who won't listen to podcasts outside of YouTube. But if a podcast is on YouTube, they'll listen to it. And for the longest time, for years, we would put clips up of our podcast, but we wouldn't put up the entire thing. Now we're putting up the entire thing in video format and the response has been wonderful. So if that can get us more of an audience, I'm thrilled. And you know what really pushed us to do this was the uh, podcast company that um, hosts my show and sells ads for us, they came to us and they said, hey, we would love for you to do this. And I've been wanting to do it for a while, but my co-host is the one that's hesitant because my co-host also edits our audio version and he spends a good amount of time editing it. So he cuts out a lot, actually. Like normally we'll record for, you know, an hour and 10 minutes and he'll trim it down to 45 or 50 minutes and he doesn't know how to edit video and he didn't want to, he's already busy because he has a day job working at a radio station. So he was the, the, the one hesitant. But when our podcast one came and said, hey, we can make you guys more money if we upload it onto YouTube, he's like, all right, fine. <laughs> so I'm happy that we're finally doing it. Cause I, I really, like I, I, I said to Steve a while ago, I think that video is the future of podcasting as mm. well as audio too. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's, and it's interesting, man. It's like the more the merrier. I was actually having this conversation in the audio newsroom uh, that we try to do a couple of times a week here uh, in club pod, just bringing up the top stories going on in podcasts and social audio. Uh, and, and so there's been a lot of talk for sure around, you know, how does social audio impact podcasting? How does video impact podcasting, et cetera, et cetera. I'd love to get around Robin and get some, some thoughts from you guys on this as well. From my perspective, it really is, uh, it just kind of depends on the mindset, right, that you have. I mean, you either come from an, a, a mindset of abundance where you really feel like there's an opportunity for all of these industries and platforms to really excel, or you feel like, well, if there's only a piece of a pie here and you're going to go here instead of going there, then you're really taking away from one to feed the other. And in my way of thinking, and, and certainly based on my history, and Perez, you can, you can speak to this, of course, with everything that you've seen with your website traffic, with your blog, and with the other channels where you share your mission and your message, do, 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 does it work uh, synergistically where everything, kind of that rising tide lifts all? Or do you see that one is really taking away from the other? And, and of course, we can open this up to Patrick and the others that are here uh, for your thoughts on that as well. But Perez, what are you seeing? I mean, you cannot fight change. Unfortunately, the future is video. And I think it all helps each other, um, you know, uh, like podcast one said, if we get, if we're able to get more views on YouTube, they can charge more for advertising. Um, you know, you, you also have to look at the top, the top podcasts out there. Most, if not all of them now are doing 
video. So if the top, like Joe Rogan and, you know, Adam Carolla and everybody else, all the top podcasters are doing video. If you're not doing video, why? Mm. Like you have to do what the, the best are doing and where things are heading and do audio as well. You have to do it all. And, and But listen, not everybody agrees with me, you know, like, there are those in the school of thought like, oh, you shouldn't be on every social media platform. You should really just try to conquer one. Yeah. No, I, I don't think you should keep all your eggs in one basket because like, what if the algorithm changes? You know, so many variables. What if you get banned <laughs> or yeah. whatever, might, whatever it might be? You need to be everywhere. Maybe don't spend as much time everywhere, but you need to be everywhere and like, for example, um, you know, you have to be taking advantage of the new things that every platform comes out with. Like, I'm sure this is nothing new to anybody out there. Like Instagram, they've really been pushing Instagram reels. So you got to use reels, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I, I think it's, uh, I think you just, for me, I'm glad we're finally doing it. I wish you would have done it sooner, but better late than never. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the point the point's really, really well taken. And, and let me just do this because I want to make sure that we give everybody the opportunity here to meet the other folks who were featured. Uh, so Patrick, man, you've been actively involved in the world of podcasting, actively involved in social. Why don't you tell people uh, about your show and, uh, and about the honor to be part of the, the top 50 dads in podcasting? Um, well, well, first off, thank you for, for allowing me to have this space. This is, this is just amazing. So uh, the Clear Mind Fitness Podcast is a podcast where I, I talk about uh, how I lost over 127 pounds and I also lost 127 bad habits. So it's, it's good that to show people that I'm not only what I say, but I'm also you can see what I do. I like to document everything. So even along with doing the podcast, I go to show you how I became vegan and, you know, how I changed the lives of other people, how I run marathons, how uh, just my birthday was May 23rd. I just went to Atlanta to ride 100 miles on my bike for my birthday because I wanted to do something different. You know, last year I, I ran a marathon. So I like to document that. I like to show people that um, you, you can change your life when you start changing your reality. So uh, the videos are important because I also incorporated reels into my podcasting. And that's how I got into 50 countries, because um, I did a technique where I knew I, was, I wasn't even in 50 states in the U.S. So I decided to look up the states that I was not in. I was in like not in like 10 states. So I just incorporated a way to... Uh, Put, I looked up terminology for those, from those states that I wasn't in, and I incorporated that into my reel. So the terminology, historical facts, I incorporated that into my reel and would do like three different things within a 15-second frame. That way I, get, I gather their intention and I, I incentivize your intention to see what I'm doing. So it's, good, it's really good that we're talking about incorporating videos. And now that I bought a drone, um, I have a drone that can fully follow me, fully autonomously as I bike, as I run, and now I'm going to podcast as I'm doing these activities, because that's a different way of podcasting. So not only am I still behind the mic, but I'm also working out and getting a good workout in while I'm doing it. So, uh, and the drone footage is amazing. I can go up to 400, 500 feet and gather all type of footage and all the things that I'm trying to do now. So podcasting is definitely the way to go with the reels and videos and still having that that one-on-one -on -one approach. So uh, I love talking about veganism, been vegan for three years. Um, my wife's vegan. My daughter's a vegan. They're seven and 10. Uh, my infant, she's also vegan. <laughs> she's six months. But yeah, I talk about all of these things. And I'm just very happy that uh, we can highlight some of these things. And I can tell you how I eradicated all health problems that I've had. 
Uh, I take no medications, all of that. So it's like I love talking about this. So I'm here for the for the ride. So thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Awesome having you here and great sharing stages with you. Let me give you also the opportunity because I know we've got a limited amount of time with Perez and this is a rare opportunity. I mean, not, not it's not every day you get a chance to ask Perez Hilton a question. So I want to make sure if you have a question for Perez, you have that opportunity to do so. We'll be joined by Howie Mandel later. Jeff Foxworthy was supposed to stop by. So we'll see what happens here. You know, and, uh, we, may, we may be in for a few surprise guests as well. So just stay patient with us. But while we got Perez, Patrick, uh, you have a question for Perez? Uh, yeah, actually, I want to know how do how do you feel about being published in this this magazine now? Like, like I know you said like the pages, I need to give it a couple of reads, but uh, how did you feel of, even about your mom correcting you on some of the things that you had that you misspoke on an article? No, I mean I'm very happy, especially because I'm not really doing much press right, or I'm barely doing any press right now, which is very unlike me because I'm coming out with something soon, and um, I'm waiting to do press for the launch of this thing. And then I want to do a ton of press and really blow it out the water and have it be very successful, you know, cause normally I say yes to everything. So it was just nice to like, Oh, look something. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I, I love, I'm a chatter. I'm a talker. I, I love doing interviews. So it, it was nice to have that and to be able to share that with my audience and tell them to, to look at it because I haven't been, you know, I've been lying a little bit low when it comes to, you know, doing media recently. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you a question, Perez, because there's, I don't think a lot of people, I mean, like people have a, maybe a cursory understanding of who you are based on some of the things that have transpired over the course of your career. Can you speak to your family life? Because I really, what I really loved about our sit down and being able to just understand who you are as as a as a man of the world as opposed to just sort of this figure that people see you and you know out there in the world to be can can you talk a little bit about your family life and who you live with and your kids etc because i just want people to understand a little bit more about you on a personal level and you got something going on in the background but i hope everything's okay are you surviving are you good <laughs> do we have to save you <laughs> No. Okay. Wait, did you hear something? I don't know. There's some sort of background. Maybe that's uh, maybe somebody else has got some background. I don't know what's going on there, but it sounds like you're okay now. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Just share share a little bit about uh, about your home life, your family, your kids, etc. No worries. Yeah, the way I was holding on to the could have been to the phone. Yeah. Um, I I live with my mom and my three kids, and it's. uh, it's wonderful. It's a lot, but it's wonderful. I'm, I'm doing it by myself. I'm a single dad. I have my mother helping me. And of course I have nannies as well because I wouldn't be able to work. Um, and part of me is really conflicted. Like, you know, I I do get that guilt that a lot of parents get. Like I'm working too much, working too hard. Um, but then again, you have, to, I also work hard because for me, it's an act of selfishness. Like that's my selfish thing that I do. Cause eventually, you know, in the future, my kids are going to grow up and go to college or not uh, leave the house or not, but eventually they're going to be adults. And if I want to keep working, I need to keep working. I don't think that I could just ghost or, or work part-time, or at least that's what my brain is telling me. Um, I need to keep working if I want to keep working in the future. Uh, I probably don't want to keep working at the pace that I'm still working at, but 
um, you know, I'm still hungry, like I told you, and I and I yeah. still have many things that I want to do, and I still enjoy what I do, which is what's most important. Like I honestly am just so excited for for the podcast to be on video, mm-hmm. and you know how to how to do it best, and you know it's just even it's just. What's amazing is I've been getting a lot of people like, oh yeah, I already listened to it. So I make sure to not premiere the the podcast on video until after it's already been out on audio for a day. So the audio is still like, you know, the first destination. Then the next day I'll premiere it on video. And I have a lot of people that have been saying, oh, I already listened to the podcast, but now I'm watching too, especially because I'm live chatting with the viewers during the premiere. Mm -hmm. So it's just another way for them to engage with me and for me to engage with them and to make them feel seen and special. And um, yeah, you know, uh, I'm a work in progress. Thankfully, I've been sticking with therapy this year, uh, you know, making sleep a priority, which I used to not do Mm -hmm. and um, trying to just be as happy as possible. Yeah. And, you know, the other the other thing that I wanted to make sure people had a chance to hear from you is the and yeah having a great podcast going to video i mean all that fun stuff is 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 super important but i but i know what's most important to you is actually raising really really great humans and so i was super impressed by uh, the, the the sort of the eight mantras if you will that you have and that you go over with your your kids every day can you just briefly share what those eight mantras are if you will the, i know you don't have to go ex- extensive on this but just I was really touched by it, and I, and I think it would be helpful for others to hear what you talk about with your kids. Yeah, I might get a brain fart because I do it. We do it in Spanish every day. Well, do it in Spanish, um, and I'll translate for you. It's it's all good. I could <laughs> I could I could think I could do it. Uh, you know, it just I I, I think uh, you know it's important to program or train, educate, um, guide. best for them um, and to equip them with the tools to succeed. So that's why I just came up with, you know, these eight principles that I think are, you know, simple, but effective and hopefully good reminders, especially if they're, you know, drilled with this every single day and they have to repeat it back to me. You know, for me, the most important thing in life, number one is family. So that's our number one most important thing in life. And then Number two is to work very hard, and I won't accept to work hard. I have to say work very hard. Number three is listen. Number four is don't lie. Number five is to be grateful. No, number yeah, number five is to be healthy. Number six is gratitude. Number seven is have fun, and number eight is breathe. And you know, I might have skipped one, but uh, I now think with all him. of those, with all of those things. Um, you know, my kids will be happy in life and have their priorities right. Yeah, I love that. I just wanted to make sure people had, like I said, our, our goal is always to try to take people beyond the microphone and deeper into the lives of the, of the folks that they hear from but may not may not really know. And by the way, if you guys go to clubpod.club, you can grab a free lifetime subscription to Podcast Magazine there, and you, the June issue literally just dropped. So we'd love for you to get that, and you can see all the top dads uh, in podcasting that are featured Matt Andrews, good to have you here, man. Let's uh, let's have you do a quick intro and uh, want to make sure that folks have an opportunity to understand who you are and what you're about in the world and uh, definitely one of the dads in podcasting that folks should know. So how about a quick intro? Oh, thanks, Steve. I appreciate it, man. And uh, man, honored to be here 
and uh, thank you for all you do here. And uh, Perez, big fan, man. Good to be here with you and Patrick and everybody else here on stage. So uh, my name is Matty Andrews. I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, own a, a lot of companies in the real estate space, but have branched out these last few years into some other sectors too. But really what I am is a collaborator. I love collaborating. I love partnerships. Uh, I love creating win-win scenarios. So that's really uh, the world that, uh, that I try to live in and the world that I try to bring to my kids as a dad, as a, is, you know, I teach them how to, how to create great relationships, how to lean into the people in their lives instead of valuing things to value relationships and how to create win-win scenarios. And that sometimes that means win-win scenarios with, with me and mommy, <laughs> you know, because they're seven and three years old. And sometimes uh, that, you know, means win-win scenarios at, at dinner time and getting enough food down their, down their throats or whatever it is, right? But I'm teaching them those things. And, and that's the way I try to approach business. So Steve, I see you as a great collaborator and uh, somebody who brings people together. That's the kind of collaborative spirit that I want to bring to my children and what I want to teach them because all the best things in my life definitely come through people, come through the relationships of my life, family, friends, business partners, uh, people like the people on this stage. So I appreciate you for that. And that's what I want to pass on to them. Yeah, 100%. Any, uh, any questions for Perez while we have him here? And then we'll kick it over to Shay for a quick intro. Oh, man, so many questions, man. <laughs> he is a layered guy. And you know, and I didn't, I, I don't know him as a dad, right? So I love seeing this other side of him. Um, I didn't hear that interview where, where Steve, apparently you, you guys went into that. So I'm definitely going to be checking into that. But, um, but, you know, just hearing you talk about Perez, you know, all the things you're doing to, to make sure that you are what you need to be for them, right? And to make sure you're raising good humans. And at the end of the day, I think that's what makes uh, good dads relatable to each other, right? It's like, we all have different views. We all come from different places. We all bring different gifts uh, to the table. But at the end of the day, that's the one thing that we can all agree on. So my question to you is, you know, you've, you obviously are working hard at this. You have some natural skills and, and talents uh, as a dad, and I'm sure you have some natural deficits. What have you had to work on the most to be what you need to be for your kids? And, and I know it's always a work in progress, like all of us, right? But what, what was, uh, you know, what maybe came naturally? And then what did you have to really work at? And are you working at daily to develop more of? I would say taking better care of myself because, you know, I'm older now and getting older is, is wonderful. I'm blessed to be getting older, but it, it, it comes with challenges. You know, like my body cannot, my body and my brain cannot do everything that I used to do when I was younger. Um, you know, and last year was so hard for so many of us, but thankfully I think the all of the awfulness of last year made me make a lot of changes for the better. One of them is, you know, making my self-care and, and mental health more of a priority, you know. I used to, for for almost two decades, I used to only get five hours of sleep a night and worked well that way. But now that I'm in my mid forties, that doesn't work for me anymore. Now I get eight hours of sleep a night for the last, uh, you know, for the most part. Um, and, and now if I don't get my eight hours or seven and a half hours or seven hours, I'm like, I'm a miserable human being. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, you know, staying in therapy has also helped me be a better dad, too, because, you know, my therapist also helps other parents and single dads because he has a big gay practice. And 
he he just gives me a lot of perspective and you know what you're going through is not unusual and you're, you're you're doing such a great job and every once in a while like my kids will pop into my room and my therapist will see them and chat with them and he's like they just love you so much and they're so connected to you and all of all of this stuff so you know what i tell myself all the time and i think this has helped me throughout my career and the same applies to you know parenting i but then also i have to you know be more compassionate to myself I, I don't have the, I, I'm working on being more compassionate to my, for, towards myself. I've always set the bar exceptionally high, like almost unachievably high, so that when I don't reach the bar, it's still higher than average. So even my average is exceptional, I would say. <laughs> so you can fail your way to success by just setting the bar so high. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah. So, I like it. And you know what you, what you said there too, you know, taking care of yourself, right? That's what, that's what you've learned. That's what you have to get good at. And we push ourselves so hard for our kids, right? To be what we're supposed to be for them, what we want to be for them. We, we push to earn for them and create a life for them and to our detriment sometimes, right? At, at every level. Um, so that, that helps me to to hear you say that, you know, because that's a that's a point that I think a lot of us, you know, you as a as a public figure, uh, you know, me in the world of business, we can we can push ourselves saying we're doing this for our family, but then ultimately tap ourselves out and not be what they need. Right. So I think that's a great point, man. Yeah, thank you for that. All right, let's do this. Let's kick it over to Shay. Shay Watson, what is going on, man? Co-host of the Pantry Podcast, recognized in Podcast Magazine as one of the top 50 dads in podcasting. Quick intro, and uh, if you got a question for Perez, fire away. Go ahead and yeah, yeah, there for, you go, brother. For, yeah, thanks for having us on the stage. Uh, man, what an honor to be up here with such a great group of guys, um, especially coming from a father who lost eight children and now holds number nine in his arms. And it's just a beautiful thing to be a daddy um, and to be there for our kids. We are the Pantry Podcast. My wife actually was number 10 last month so she actually uh, edged me out in this competition but uh as far as the women of podcasting but we are the pantry podcast we are all about serving up spiritual nutrition you know what's in your pantry what's in your heart what's in your storehouse um what are you putting into your pantry is it junk food or is it something that's healthy that's going to build people up that's going to build our kids up or build one another up to love one another um we are a christian podcast um, but we just love love to uh, be out there in the podcast world. And as I'm sitting here listening to uh, Mr. Perez talk, it's one of the questions is like, how do you choose what you get rid of and what you keep? And that would be my question. How do you choose what you get rid of and what you keep? Um, I don't think for me, it's not. I don't know. That's a hard question because inherently I'm a pack rat. So well, not a hoarder, but a pack rat. I, I like to keep a lot. Uh, I, I mean, I guess because I grew up really poor and I also grew up very fat. <laughs> so in my mind, I'm like that. I'm, I'm that school of thought, like more is more. Um, but I think just listening to what really makes you happy. Like even I was telling my therapist this, I, I, I got my second COVID vaccine and then two weeks after my second dose, I went to Vegas for three days. 
And usually Vegas makes me so happy. And it, and it did, I still had a good time, but I was telling my therapist, I was like, you know what? I probably would have had more fun if I had taken my kids with me to Vegas as well. Like, even if I only saw them that day, cause I wanted to like sp spend time with my friends that live in Vegas, even if we just got to hang for a couple of hours on the Friday and Saturday and Sunday, um, you know? Uh, so I think you get rid of, I don't think you have to get rid of anything. I think life will life will do that organically. Uh, so for me, uh, it's not about getting rid. It's actually, I, I focus on, I'm still, I don't know, I'm still focusing on more. <laughs> like, what can I do to, to bring more happiness, more money? Because I, I, I still have to make a, a living and all of those things. Um, I, I don't know, I, I, that triggered something. I mean, I hate getting rid of things. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe I, I think I said, I said why, because I grew up really poor and I don't know, I just, that, like I'm also like a type A personality. So I'm not always the best at delegating. Uh, I can do things faster and better than uh, somebody else that knows, I know exactly what to do. I've still got to work. I've got to work. I got a lot of issues to work through still. <laughs> It's a loaded question. Yeah, right. Don't we all? Don't we all? Shay, good having you here. Let's kick it over to Alec uh, and then Tim. So, Alec, man, the uh, good to have you here, host of First Class Fatherhood. Quick intro, and uh, if you got a question for Perez, fire away. Yeah, thanks, Steve, for having me up here. As always, uh, it's my second year being included in the list. I think I'm at the same place as I was last year. It's 26. I'm right in the mid-pack there. Always honored to be included with so many tremendous dads in the podcasting game. Uh, Alec Lace here. I host First Class Fatherhood. I'm a father of four kids, three boys, and then a girl. Uh, if we didn't get the girl on the fourth try, we'd have five by now, but we got her, and that was the end of that show. And uh, so I've been doing the podcast about three years. It's created some awesome opportunities for me. The whole focus is only on fatherhood. I bring in dads of all, all, all walks of life. I've had the honor of interviewing everybody from Tom Brady uh, to Tony Hawk, Matthew McConaughey, a lot, lot of heavy hitters, a lot of guys that have accomplished a lot in their life, but they all testify that despite all these accomplishments they've had in their life, it's been through the experience of becoming a father that's given them a true sense of fulfillment in life. And those are really the stories I'm looking to capture on the show. Um, so for me on the show every day is Father's Day, but I know Father's Day is coming up here for everybody. Uh, Perez, I'd love to say, what, what, what is your, what is the perfect Father's Day look like for you? Um, I don't, I don't have a perfect, I mean, the perfect Father's Day for me is I, I've already started planning it. <laughs> like I'm planning my own Father's Day and what I did or what I'm doing is you know, my mother is such a big help. And I, going back to what I said a little bit ago, like you have to teach your kids or train them or condition them or just explain things, how you, how you live and how you want things to be. So in my house, I celebrate Mother's Day and Father's Day. And also my mother, I, I honor her on Father's Day as well even though she's my mother and their grandmother. So I went with my kids to Target and I had them pick out some presents for grandma for Father's Day. So I'm just excited. Like I'm a giver. I'm a natural, like I think I, I, you know, I was born to be a dad. I'm a giver, I'm a nurturer. Uh, I love to take care of my people. That makes me happy. So, you know, 
the 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 two partness of it all. Like I already took my kids to Target, seeing what they picked for Grandma, having them get excited for it, then having them give Grandma these presents and seeing. Well, actually, I don't know if my mother will love everything, but. <laughs> <laughs> they each chose something they thought she would like and they chose it themselves. So I'm already excited for that. Like that to me is my perfect Father's Day. Yeah, I love that. If you guys are just joining us, welcome as we celebrate the top 50 dads here in podcasting. Podcast Magazine just dropped our second annual feature. Howie Mandel came in at number one, Perez Hilton at number five. Others here on the stage were featured uh, as well. Howie will be dropping in, uh, in in a little bit here, so really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and open this up, so if you have a question at all for Perez or for me or any of the, any of the folks up here on stage, feel free to raise your hand and join us. Let me kick it over to uh, Tim. So, Tim, good to have you here. Why don't you talk a little bit about your show, and then if you got a question for Perez or anybody else up here on stage, feel free to fire away. Sure. Thank you, Steve. First of all, I just want to say what an honor to be part of this group and to be associated with Podcast Magazine. You know, we started our podcast in late 2019. And uh, one cool thing, I guess, related to the topic of dad is our podcast is kind of a family business. I've got grown children and my grown son is the producer, engineer and branding guy. And uh, my grown daughter uh, handles all the scheduling operations and keeps me in line and everything and handles all socials and things like that. And, and her husband, my son-in-law handles all our web presence. So uh, maybe that had something to do with us being here, but uh, anyway, honored to be here, but I just wanted to say podcast magazine launched just shortly after we, uh, we actually released our podcast in 2019. I think it was early 2020 that you guys first episode dropped. And I can tell you, I've read every episode cover to cover. It's been a real encouragement and informative and very helpful for the podcasting journey. So those down in the audience, if they have not subscribed and gotten their uh, their podcast magazine, make sure that they jump on that and do that. Our podcast is Seek, Go, Create. And what we like to say is we redefine success. We primarily focus on leadership, business, and ministry. But I'm going to bounce back over to Perez and just ask a question that I ask a lot. And that is, how do you define success right now in your life? Because it's something that I think shifts, it changes. He's been in the limelight for a long time, and I'm sure that it's changed. So uh, right now, how are you defining success, Perez? I define success these days by just my daily walks. Honestly, like, I am... I'm old, I'm officially old right now. Like not only taking the time to work out, but taking 15 minutes after I work out to go for a walk by myself and giving me that time to just look at all of my neighbors' beautiful gardens and like even today, this is a true story. You can go on my Instagram and it it filled me with so much joy to see these beautiful purple flowers or plant or whatever blooming and just it's a form of meditation for me so just being able to have that time to have even more gratitude for everything even more gratitude that i'm healthy that i don't have chronic pain or an illness that my kids are healthy that my mom's okay 
that um, you know I have things to look forward to, like this launch of this new thing that I'm doing. Um, you know, I think it, it comes with age as well, but not comparing yourself as much to others. Like really, just accepting life and where you are in life, and you know, you've done it all. For my next therapy session, though, it's like I've been thinking about death a lot more lately. Like. You know, I think and that goes back to Vegas, like, you know, having thoughts like, wow, this might be one of the last times I ever go to Vegas <laughs> or whatever. Um, you know, I've, I've done everything in life. So I guess, you know, it's just success for me really is having peaceful days and feeling content. Yeah, I love that. Thanks for the question, Tim. Good having you here. And thanks for all the kind words about Podcast Magazine, man. Really appreciate the fact that you read it from cover to cover. And uh, and yeah, you know, we, we certainly try to do our part to inspire those who are looking to get into the game, those who are into the game looking to grow, and uh, of course, those who just love podcasts and podcast culture. We, we do our best to cover the gamut. So speaking of the magazine, we've got one of our category directors, Eric Nevins, hanging out with us. Also recognized uh, by the fans as, as one of the top 50 dads in podcasting. I will say that the, the, the way, way, way little behind the scenes story, way, way, way back in the day when we started the idea, it started down the path of, you know, hey, maybe we can create a magazine around podcasts, kind of try to do what Sports Illustrated did for sports or what Wired did for tech or, you know, what, what Rolling Stone did for music, something that really helps to legitimize the podcast industry and elevate the, the industry as a whole. We're thinking, you know what, maybe we, maybe we should launch Podcast Magazine. As I started talking to more people and just floating the idea around, Eric approached me and he said, dude, I really like what you're thinking about doing here with Podcast Magazine. Have you thought about having somebody to, to kind of take on the role of, of writing about the religion and spirituality category? And if you haven't thought about that, I, I'd love to volunteer to take that on and, and be responsible for that category. So I was thinking, man, okay, that, heck yeah, that would be great, man. We'd love to have you on board. And then we started looking at Apple and the top-level categories, and we're like, well, wait a minute. Well, if Eric wants to do religion and spirituality, maybe we can find somebody to, do, to be a category director for business and for health and fitness and for history and news and on and on and on. And But before we knew it, we had a team of 21 category directors who were responsible for each of those respective categories and that's really all due to Eric kind of taking the, the vision that I threw out there is, hey, what do you guys think? And Eric's saying, yeah, I see that vision. Let me be involved with it. And so really the, the category directors, and if you have a podcast, many of you do, and you want to be featured in the magazine, the best thing to do is to reach out for the appropriate category director that represents your top level category. And all of that really is because of Eric's initial conversation with me saying, hey, you know, can I be a part of this and can I be the category director for religion and spirituality? So a little, a little behind the scenes story that you may not know. Eric, what's up, buddy? Hey, Steve, how are you? Thanks for telling that story. I love telling um, that story. Yeah, man, please. I, I love it too. Yeah, so I often tell that story in a little different context because what you don't know is I was at a corner bakery on my laptop drinking a cup of coffee and a little freaked out because I wasn't sure. Like it was, I was like, wow, is that, that'd be amazing. And I just thought it was such a cool opportunity, but it inspired this whole big thing which is why i think it's so important to say yes that's probably one of the main things i've learned i've learned from you and kind of our relationship after over the years steve is just say yes to things and then figure them out and see what happens so um 
so yeah, that's it. I, so I am the religion and spirituality category director, and I love it. Um, always lots of interesting people and, and things happening. My show is halfway there, and we talk about the Christian spiritual journey. That's my background. We talk about the ups and the downs and all the things that, that happen, the ways that we grow, um, which is which is always fun um, to kind of dig into some of the stuff that you don't get to talk about in church. Um, so that's kind of kind of what we do. Uh, I have a question for for Perez. So I guess I talked about, you know, what things that you say yes to. Like Perez, I'm curious, what's something that you've said yes to that was like the like a huge um, moment for you and then or maybe like a important thing and then how are you like passing that on to your kids? You know, I think everything can be a huge moment, you know. Um, I like to apply and I, I didn't even know that they did this until after I started talking about my theory. Uh, I like to apply this this tool that they use in improv a lot. You know, it's not just about doing things and saying yes to things. It's then saying yes and. So, you know, that's what I, I, I like to do. It's like, okay, for a, like a, a, a random example. A, a couple of years ago, my agent said, hey, have you thought about, you know, going and doing some acting classes? Even though I'm a trained actor, I graduated from NYU's Tisch School of the Arts. In my brain, I'm like, oh, fudge. Like, I'm so busy already. The last thing I want to do right now is take acting classes. You know, and he's like, yeah, you know, like, Baseball players take pitching and, and batting classes to fine tune. And I was like, yes, of course, I'd love to. Who do you recommend? So that was the first and. Who do you recommend? Like really making him feel seen and heard and valued and appreciated. And then I was like, all right, instead of just, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do this and, and, and hate it and, and be upset that I'm doing this. Like, let me make more out of this. So I went and I take the classes and I made it. I turned it into content. Like I was chronicling my acting classes and that was great to show the world. Like, look, I'm doing these self betterment things. I'm, um, you know, it's not above me. Uh, I'm not too cool for school to sit in this class with all of these other actors. Um, so I used, I used it as an, an opportunity for both content and perception as well. So, I like to say yes and that's my motto. Yes, I'll do that. And how can I turn this opportunity into a, a bigger opportunity or how can I really maximize this? So it's just a way to be really smarter and strategic with your thinking. Yeah, it's a great question. Thank you for that. All right, just want to make sure we get to uh, as many folks as we possibly can here that are up on stage before Perez has got to take off. So Marcus, uh, quick intro and uh, then we'll kick it, kick it over to Jim. Hi there. Uh, I'm Marcus Watson. No relation to Shay, but we have been on each other's shows, and that was fun. Um, I uh, got so anyway. Thank you. I, I'm honored to be on uh, the the list uh, this year. I just found out this morning. I was like, wow, uh, number thirty seven. All right. <laughs> um, I host uh, Spiritual Life and Leadership, um, which is uh, a show for uh, primarily ministry leaders, but all kinds of leaders. The purpose being, how do you develop a healthy inner life? Um, so 
that you can lead in a healthy way in your out of life. There's a, a outer life. There's a lot of unhealthy leadership out there, you know, self-centered, controlling. And how do you become a healthy leader? I think it has to do with the developing a healthy inner life. So, uh, so I love doing that. And, and just recently uh, partnered with Fuller Theological Seminary's Church Leadership Institute, which is super exciting. And, and uh, my alma mater. And anyway, uh, I, I love getting to do what I do. Um, Perez, uh, one of the questions I like to ask on my show, just to get to know you question that I thought I'd ask you is what would a mirror opposite of yourself be like? Oh God. Um, a mirror opposite of me would be, it would be me <laughs> just because I really think I've done a good job in life at acknowledging and embracing the yin and the yang and the dark and the light, which we all have, you know, like, although there's those people who try to, you know, paint this false narrative that they're perfect, that their lives are perfect, that they make no mistakes and all of these things that they're, you know, the best at everything, you know, uh, you know, I'm a great speaker, but I could also be shy and awkward and introverted at parties. I, I, I'm everything. I'm, you know, like they say, I'm the, uh, I, I'm the alpha and the omega or whatever the expression is. Like, I, I don't know. I think the, the, the mirror opposite of me is me. What does that say about me? <laughs> I don't you know. Blew, you just blew my mind. <laughs> well, Marcus, you've asked this question a, a, a lot of times. What 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 does that say? You got to give him some insight here, Eddie. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, so what I does that say? To no, please, well, of course. This is an open <laughs> forum. Please. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, what does that say about you? Well, I'm not a therapist, um, though I'd also have one. Um, um, you know, I what I like about that is that um, uh, it. It is important to to be well-rounded and to be able to see the world from different perspectives and to not um, just sort of uh, only only have one way of yeah only one way of, of seeing the world and that that's kind of what I hear in that um, you know um, I think I think there you know everybody does have some opposite maybe an opposite would be someone who is unable to see the world from different perspectives uh so anyway uh, I, I like your answer it's good <laughs> thank there you, you go <laughs> all righty let's uh, let's give jim an opportunity here and uh and then chris jim how about a quick intro and then if you got a question for perez uh feel free yeah thank you so i'm i'm a dad of three my my boys are three five and seven and um about a year and a half ago my wife start she asked me to start recording stories because ever since my boys were little I just make up stories on the spot, uh, just as a part of like bedtime. And, um, I'm sure a lot of other dads here are <laughs> bedtime storytellers as well. And I started traveling a lot for work. And so she wanted me to start recording them and I put them on as a podcast to easily distribute to my wife's phone and my kid's iPad. And then it just kind of blew up and is now doing about half a million downloads every month. And it has been the absolute like love and joy of my of my life over the past year and a half of just creating content for kids and and I just I love being a dad and I'm I'm approaching a really like 
pinnacle point in my podcast journey um, where I'm looking to be quitting my job and doing this full time. And, and so I guess my question to, to everyone on here is a little, little more selfish of, <laughs> of just looking for some guidance here. Like, um, like this week I was, there's an offer for, uh, for me to join the largest podcast network, um, in the world. And I've, I don't know necessarily, uh, exactly what I'm doing. And so from a strategic perspective of all my other podcasters on here, um, are you currently in a network or can you speak to, uh, like the value of staying independent or like teaming up with a really big network with a really big audience? Like, so that's my question. Yeah, I, I could start, Please. um, you know, I mentioned earlier, I'm with podcast one and, you know, I'm, I don't have the, 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 the bandwidth, the resources to be selling ads on my, on my podcast. So it's, it's great that I have somebody do that for me and that can, you know, leverage all of their other shows to, uh, to the advantage of my show to, you know, that they'll place the same brands on many podcasts. Uh, and, uh, you know, the fact that they even reached out to you is a great thing because they don't really reach out to too many people, I don't think, because there's so many podcasts out there. So uh, I don't even know who reached out to you. I don't know who's claiming to be the the, the number one or whatever. Uh, but I would say, yeah, do it and just make sure that you can leave in the contract if it's not working out. Yeah, it's really good advice. So do you want to share who it is and uh, what sort of terms are thrown at you? And then we can help you get a better understanding of if it makes sense. Yeah, it's it's iHeart. Um, and what, what sort of it, terms are they throwing at you? Uh, it's it's uh, going back and forth right now. I'm I'm waiting for the next correspondence this afternoon. <laughs> so in the but last, it, in the last set, like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like a three-year um a three-year deal and then they'll sell they'll sell for you they distribute they'll just yep. give us an understanding yeah so what what are you negotiating what's the most important term for you to, to negotiate through right now um yeah they're they're gonna take care of the ad support um and uh, the like content decisions still stay with me because i'm gonna launch a whole slate of different kids podcasts this summer um, and so like, it's really important for me to maintain control. Um, but it's, it's also really important to like, I'm looking to quit my job ASAP. And so having, uh, consistent revenue is, is really important. So that ad side is, is significant, but, um, so it sounds yeah, like I'm you were in negotiation on, on a few different terms. What, what, what's, what's the one that like is sort of the make or break for you? Um, the, well, I don't know if there's a make or break. Like, I, I like, I, I th I'm, I think this is going to happen. I'm just looking for everyone's take on, have you been in a big network before? And are there any gotchas along the way that you wish you would have structured diff differently? Well, I would say a three year deal is way too much. Like it's not uncommon to sign for just one year. 
But then again, I don't know. That could be my experience because I'm I was already an established name before I joined the podcast network. But still, if they reached out to you, they want you. So one year with you is better than zero. Yeah, the point's well taken. And and I would also say, you know, in any negotiation, and this is sort of off topic a little bit here, but I think this is going to be helpful for for everyone here. In, in any negotiation, I mean, you really do have to have an understanding of what is most important to you and and ultimately where that that line in the sand is that you need to draw. Because if you don't have clarity on around what is most important to you, they, that conversation, that negotiation can go absolutely anywhere. So, Matt, let me let me ask you if you're still here hanging out, man. Just flash your mic if you're still here, because I know you've been involved with a lot of deals uh, over time, Matt. So, what? Let's let's play it out. Just I mean, let's play it out like a real estate deal or anything else, because I know you've been involved in tons of deals from a negotiation standpoint. How would you look uh, or suggest that Jim looks at this in terms of understanding the negotiation process and what what sort of deal terms to get to? Yeah, you know, I, I think you've got to look at from a really, you know, bird's eye view, you got to stand back and say, what is it you're really trying to accomplish? And by the way, I, I, I know of your podcast, Jim, I'm a fan. We, we actually, uh, as, as I'm listening to you talk, I realized that we listen to you and uh, I've listened to your podcast, man. So oh, thank, that's awesome. Yeah, dude. So thank you for, uh, for, for making our nights, uh, cool, cool nights. My, my daughter and my wife found it. And, uh, so now, uh, my daughter's seven years old and my son, three years old, both listen. So, uh, thank you for that. Um, you know, I, I think just really you have to decide is is the network is is iHeart and what they bring and and what they're kind of locking you into and what they want you to bring is that in alignment with the larger purpose, right? And I don't know exactly what that is. I don't know how you measure that. Uh, I mean, obviously there's the typical subscribers and downloads, but beyond that, you know, the community that you're building and what the what the highest and best use of your influence in that community is. I think you've just really got a way. Does iHeart get you closer to that? And is it a long-term, you know, in a, in a long-term way, a three-year or beyond way? Is, is it getting you closer to that? Is it in your integrity? You know, obviously, I don't think you'd be looking at it if it wasn't something that you felt good about doing and felt good about what you could put out with them. So I would look at it the same way I look at any partnership. And I basically... I look at every partnership or every new opportunity in this way. Um, am I uniquely suited for this? Number one. Number two, does it help people? You know, will this actually do some good in the world? Uh, number three, does it bring rewards? And that can be money or fulfillment or, or recognition or special alignment possibilities because of uh, the doors that it's open. But does it bring some kind of reward, some kind of measurable, tangible reward? Is it in line with your purpose and your integrity? And then is it fun, <laughs> you know, but for the sake of this decision, without knowing a lot more details, I would say, is it getting closer to your overall goal? Whatever that goal is for the community that you're building, which is a strong community, right? What is happening after they are there listening and, and, you know, what's the next step after they're listening to the podcast? Is there a membership level? Is there a higher level of curated content? Is there a, something behind that, a, a conference? I, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know what that next level is of taking that community to the next level. But does iHeart help you do that? You know, and the old simple, you know, line down the middle of a sheet and pros and cons list, as simple as it is, is one of the most effective tools I use and I use it for everything. You know, so just a, a line down the middle of the sheet of the paper, pros on one side, cons on the other, 
or take it to the next level and do a SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And that's kind of the next level of that, that same kind of exercise. And you can look that up if you, if you haven't done that before. I recommend anybody use a SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T, SWOT analysis, uh, to really break down the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So I hope that helps a little bit. I love what you're doing. I think if iHeart can help push that and get that to more people in a way that doesn't undermine your long-term community building, then I think you've got to take a really serious look at it. There you go. Hopefully super helpful, Jim. Thanks for that, Matt. All right, if you guys are enjoying the conversation here today, which hopefully you are, please ping some people into the room, hit that plus sign at the bottom there. And today we are celebrating the top 50 dads in podcasting. Still hoping uh, Howie will join us here. Just got word from his team. He's still just slightly delayed, but he's going to try to get in here. So hopefully that will happen. Uh, Obviously, busy A-lister there. You know, we'll do the best that we can. But his team is still in touch with me. And hopefully he'll drop in here. Uh, Of course, if you're not a member of Club Pod, we'd love to have you join us for the fun. Just put your thumb on that little greenhouse up there at the top. And we do have rooms going almost 24-7 trying to do our best to elevate the podcast industry one room at a time. And if you'd like to check out the June 2021 issue of Podcast Magazine featuring the top 50 dads in podcasting, plus many, many other features, all you got to do is go to clubpod.club. And that is a private backdoor link that you can use here in Club Pod to get a free lifetime subscription. Jim, hope that was helpful. Uh, Let's kick it over to Chris. Chris, what is going on? Question for... Perez Before, and uh, yes, oh, please, Perez. I, you got to jump. I have to jump, so I don't. I'm no worries. Leave quietly, but I want to thank you for having me and featuring me in the magazine. And you got it. Have a wonderful day, everybody. All right, my friend. Good All to right, talk. We'll talk to you really soon. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Chris. You're quick. You're welcome. Thanks, man. Chris, quick intro, and then uh, we'll kick it over to Sal, who has been patiently waiting as well. Chris, what's going on? Oh, uh, my name is Chris, and first of all, I'm just honored to be a part of this list and a part of the list with all, all these other ones. Oh, you're breaking up just a little bit. Maybe move to the left oh, and hold that piece of tinfoil in your hand. Podcasters, <laughs> like. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you're breaking up just a little bit, man. Try it now. Am I there? Now you're here, yeah. Okay, I'm going to stop moving in my house then. There you go. <laughs> uh, right so there. I don't even know what number I am in, on the list. I'm just honored to be a part of this and really just like, just floored by this. I, I'm really in awe. So my podcast is Your Church Friends, and me and my co-host, we basically just look at the Bible and discuss it. We we have conversations about things in there, and we've been doing it for a while as far as having the conversations. And we thought, like, why don't we do this and turn this into a podcast? So we, we set out to do it, and we've I think we're not even into our first year yet. We're almost there to our first year. And yeah, we just look at the Bible, we take it apart and we, we want to have real conversations about what's in there and, and not to try to make people think of God in a new way or, or Jesus or the Bible or the church itself, but look at it in a biblical way. Just what does that word say and how does that impact my life and how should that change my view of the life around me? Um, so we've been doing that and having fun, but really, uh, again, I'm just honored to be a part of this group. I'm honored to be a part of all of this. I'm literally just standing in my living room floor watching my children play in the backyard as they're having fun on the rope swing and and just in awe of all of this. So uh, I guess thank you, Steve, and the magazine for putting this together and just letting my little podcast have a little spot of recognition amongst this group of giants in the industry. So thank you. 
Yeah, man. Thank you and congrats. Good to have you here. We'll kick it over to Saul. What is going on, Saul? Question, podcast, let's talk. Yeah, Steve, thanks. Great magazine, great room. Um, I've made my living as a storyteller. I've worked for the Walt Disney Studios as an animator, director, lots of old Disney movies, Pocahontas, Mulan, all these movies. I've been a speaker for a long time, started a podcast uh, January 1st called Life of Awesome. And one of the things that I do in my podcast is I I talk about how to just elevate our lives uh, and to to when people hear wisdom that they should make it real. You know, so often in life we'll hear inspiration and inspiration will slip through our fingertips. The next day you'll be like, what did that guy say? What did he say? And I tell people a lot, you got to write down things that you hear and try not to just be inspired, but to live inspired. And I just want to say to the dads that are listening and to all these incredible men here doing this podcast stuff, it's it's something that I think we need to see as a responsibility. I wouldn't suggest waking up and saying it's your passion because passion sometimes is, is, is uh, dictated by emotion. I think we need to look at the wisdom and the goals that we have and see it really is a responsibility. Uh, whenever we have the ability to respond, we need to do it. And uh, just being around you guys is great. Learning from you guys is great. I would also say that, uh, and maybe I'll just throw a question to Paris. Oh, did he leave? I think he left. <laughs> he right, did. Yeah, he had to room. take off at the top of the hour. Yeah. That, that's all good. I'll, I'll throw it to the room. A, a question for the room is, is how often or, or how much of your vulnerability do you feel that is good to show? You know, I mean, one of the things that Paris said, which I really responded to was, you know, we're not perfect. We, we all have, uh, you know, uh, the real struggle that we go through. I find for me personally that when I do talk about those struggles, it's the same thing in movie making. People are able to relate to your story a little bit more and they know that you care. You know, it's a beautiful quote I heard once, more than people care how much you know, they want to know how much you care. And I found personally that when I do reveal those struggles in my podcast or I try to get my guests to do the same, it just gets somewhere very real. And I'm just finding how other people respond to that. Well, I think it's a beautiful point, and I'm certainly happy to hear from Patrick and Eric and anyone else here. But I will say that, I mean, it's certainly over over the course of the last number of years, that's something I've been working more and more and more on. Because for me, it hasn't always come naturally to just simply go ahead and, and share authentically and share vulnerably. And, and frankly, even if I look at the past episodes of Reinvention Radio as an example, I'm not oftentimes just sharing my own personal stories. And so it's it's a it's a point really well taken. And I do know that the people that I find myself drawn to are the people who do share in, in a much more vulnerable and authentic way. And so actually, as I'm looking to reinvent my own life at this point and looking to really take a look at what my next chapter is, it is really an opportunity for me to share what that transition looks like and how to help other people navigate their own transitions. And I think if I do so in a, in a more vulnerable and authentic way, uh, that will probably help some people. And, and, and I think that there's also something to be said for not getting caught up in the numbers. And I will say that historically, I have been way too metrics focused. I mean, you can't improve what you cannot measure. And there's a lot to be said for that. But I do think there's also something to be said for really just doing and focusing on what puts fire in your soul. And if the following or the, or the money comes, then, then great. But at the same token, 
I think doing something simply for the sake of the metrics is probably uh, going to lead to, to having an, an expiration date behind that, right? I mean, it's not really sustainable and it's not really scalable. So yeah, your points are well taken. I'd love to hear from any of the others. Uh, just feel free to chime in as far as that's concerned. Tim, sure. Yeah, I've got some thoughts on that. In fact, it's interesting, Saul, my wife and I were just having the discussion this morning uh, and we were kind of asking ourselves the question, why do we share maybe up to a point on socials and even with uh, the podcast and things like that? And then why would we uh, maybe not want to share as much? And I am, you know, we started going down this path of, is it generational? I'm 57 years old. I grew up at a time where we did not have a lot of the social media, a lot of the platforms that we currently have. And so I was wondering if it was a little bit of that, a little bit of generation. And I, I think it is slightly uh, something that we have to look at our ages and where we are, because there's, there's generations that they are extremely vulnerable and they share quite a bit. And I hate to be extremely general here because that's really generalizing, but uh, and one of the things that we did with our podcast that was very difficult for me, and it's part of the, our whole redefine success, uh, kind of our theme, is that we had had businesses that had done very well uh, 10, 15 years ago, all in real estate, that had collapsed. And one of the things that I did right as we started was I just shared those stories and Saul, I kind of did that to kind of get it out of my system because I wanted to, <laughs> I didn't want to bounce around with it. And so I, I got a lot of great feedback. You know, did I measure a lot of the metrics and things like that? I don't know what it did there, but I think it helped me mentally because I had just kind of gotten that out of my system. And, and I also think it kind of set the bar for some of our discussions that we have when we interview people in leadership and business and things like that. So anyway, that's just a little bit of my my take on it. Uh, I actually am attempting to be a little bit more, I don't know if the word's vulnerable or authentic, kind of like Steve was talking about, because I do think that that's the culture and society that we're in, that if we were having this conversation 20 years ago, we wouldn't even be discussing vulnerability or authenticity. And- yeah, point point really well taken. Anyway, Eric, please. Yeah, so I, I just want to piggyback on what both of you guys said, because absolutely vulnerability and authenticity are the currency of the age, right? That, of the time that we live in right now. And I think in, in one part, some kudos to what you just said, Tim. We wouldn't have been talking about um, vulnerability like this 20 years ago, I, I think Brene Brown gets a lot of credit for that, right? Like her research and her uh, ways that she's kind of been very public and vocal about that. I think it's really good and it's really valuable. And I think we're also starting to see because of that, what I hope will become really healthy um, things. I mean, I know that some of our conversations aren't, but places like this are, really are um, as we start to understand people better so when I when I hear the, a question like, well, how much is, is too much? I, I almost don't know if we can go too far. Now, you don't, you know, maybe we don't share everything with everybody, but I think you have to have vulnerability and authenticity. And that's, especially in our business and podcasting and in online business, people gravitate towards it. Yeah, points well taken. Anyone else want to chime in before we uh, before we wrap here? 
because I just got word from Howie's team. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like he's going to be able to come until about 1.45, and that means we're going to be sitting here hanging out, and I'd love to do that, but actually we'll reschedule with Howie, so we'll get him back on uh, another time. So any any final thoughts here from Patrick or Matt or Shay or anybody else here on stage as it relates to being featured? Or Yeah, please, Shay, fire away. Or Patrick. <laughs> Well, I've had it. Yes, man, sir. I, I, I just got through with Damn. the. With man, the uh, I'm from that. I'm from. It's, let me go ahead. Let me let me go ahead and mute, mute Shay there while you're starting. Go ahead, Patrick. Yeah, I I just uh, I just saw the, the feature. I, I didn't know I was number three. <laughs> um, <laughs> man, I I'm so like blown away by that because. All I was a guy, I was just a guy who was fat and overweight. And I, I say it like that only because it's just reality. So to go from 300 pounds to 182, and I, I must say, and Jen has been su- such an amazing person throughout this entire process. She um, just helped me understand that I, I had a calling. I had a story to tell to everyone. So um, I, I'm here for the long run, man. I, I'm just very happy to even be. I love everything podcasting. Podcasting is my life. I love talking about how to run a marathon or how to bike a hundred miles on your bike, like doing it for the third time now just felt so uh, refreshing. And I felt so alive because I stepped out of my comfort zone again, just like I did with the, with the podcast. Um, I went from into my friend's grandmother's basement uh, in 2018 of uh, December and went from zero countries to 50, you know, and then just, it was just a domino effect of positivity because I, I knew that I had a story to tell and I just feel great being able to share my story with you all. And I'm going to continue to do that. Um, and I'm telling you, I'm going to change the way podcasting is done as far as video format, because I have a new way of, of just bringing in more of the community in and bringing them into club pod. And I, I just want to just continue to build upon this. So Steve, Jen, Meg, thank you all. Like I, I, you guys have just been awesome. I, I'm very appreciative of being here. So thank you again. I, I did not know I was number three. So I'm, I'm just, I'm about to go scream outside real quick. So thank you guys. <laughs> Yeah, man. Well, you go do that screaming, and uh, and yeah, make sure that make sure that you give those those little ones a hug, man, because I know they got a lot to do with this uh, as well. Shay, did you have something you wanted to add? I guess all I was trying to say was that with the age gap, and and I guess it depends on your niche in podcasting too, on how vulnerable. Because I know Tim's podcast, and he can be a little bit vulnerable, but people want to come out and and listen to the success of how he moves his business. Um, and then there's other podcasts like my wife and I's where we dig into people's stories and we want to hear, you know, what they're sharing. And of course she comes from the, the other generation, the younger generation. And so we work with a lot of Gen Z and a lot of millennials. So we're, we're more vulnerable on our show. That's awesome. All right, my friends, let's do this. Appreciate you guys all being here. We're going to reschedule with Howie. We're going to get him back on to celebrate him as being the number one dad here in podcasting is featured in podcast magazine in our 2021 top 50 dads in in podcasting feature Uh, again you can check out everything that's going on with podcast magazine and grab a free lifetime subscription at clubpod.club before you go be sure to follow all these amazing dads up here on the stage and put your little thumb on the greenhouse join us in club pod if you're not already a member if you're listening to the podcast edition be sure to join us in Club Pod. Un, you know, I mean, we've got rooms going on pretty much 24-7. All kinds of interesting rooms, entertaining, informing, educating, you name them. we got them going on there in Club Pod. So make sure you join us over there. If you're here hanging out, you missed any of the uh, the show from earlier, Perez Hilton stopped by, others have stopped by throughout. 
You can listen to this entire episode at Reinvention Radio. That is the name of our podcast. And to make it official, let's go ahead and wrap up. And we'll talk to you guys really, really soon here on Reinvention Radio, hanging out here in Club Pod. You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit ReinventionRadio.com. 